Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Jason, I really don't want to drink this. This is your punishment (laughs) because we didn't have a show last week. You went off and had fun somewhere in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. With your wife. Took my wife to the aquarium that she's always wanted to go to. It's a really cool aquarium. It really is. That that whole little corner there that has the Georgia Aquarium, the World of Coke, Mm -hmm. and the CNN building, which I don't know, is the CNN building still open and operational or... I I mean they I saw the CNN building. We didn't okay. go. We didn't do the World of Coke. We didn't. We just did the aquarium. The World of Coke is so much fun. Uh, you know, by the time that we, so we didn't get to our hotel in the night before until like one a.m. And then we had to get up and get out early so that we could get to the aquarium at the time that we had signed up for. So after spending five hours at the aquarium. We wanted nothing more than to <laughs> get back to our hotel, Look, which was an hour away. Jeez. So, yeah, the aquarium's awesome. Um, the World of Coke is a ton of fun. Yeah. And I, I'm also, I'm, I'm other than that, I hate the traffic in Atlanta, but I'm a fan of the, the stuff that's there, right? Yeah. They've got some of the best restaurants I've eaten at in a long time. Well, um, I mean, that's that's a big city for you. Yeah. The, it's, it's you, awesome. you have all of, the, uh, all of the nice things. The trade-off is... The traffic. traffic. Ugh. Which, God, that traffic is so bad. You know, the, the traffic getting into Atlanta wasn't bad. When we actually got downtown, it got really bad. There was yes. uh, a marathon or a triathlon or something oh, wow. going on. There was uh, <clears throat> cheerleading championships going on. Jeez. And so. there was something. I As we were trying to get to the parking garage for the aquarium, Traffic was backed up for several blocks to several miles from everybody trying to get into that that one uh, parking so, garage. I was out there last year, and the hotel I stayed at, we were going we were going to go get something to eat, right? So I pulled up the phone, punching the address of the restaurant, and it says walking two point five miles, twenty minutes. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Driving a car, two point five miles, fifty five minutes, and I said, "You know what? I'm Let's fat. Walk. No, no." <laughs> I said, "Look, I'm fat. I don't want to walk two miles there, then eat, then walk. Have to walk two miles back after eating. Um, that's got to be. You know, it's not going to take an hour to go two and a half miles." And it didn't. It took 50 minutes, not 55. There you go. You saved five whole minutes. <sighs> so, yeah, the, the, the traffic in Atlanta is atrociously bad. Which, talking about atrociously bad, you see what I did there? I see what you did there. So, we're here in Mississippi, right? Two weeks ago was Mardi Gras. On Tuesday, Fat Tuesday, big, big holiday for the South. Um, an excuse to get drunk. That's yeah, that's yeah. what Mardi Gras is. So the week before that, I had a work thing that I had to do. Ended up going to a liquor store. Got two bottles while I was there. Mm-hmm. First bottle was a bottle of monkey shoulder scotch. 
Very nice. Which we've had mm-hmm. before. I have a bottle of it in the other room. Extremely good scotch. Yeah. Super, uh, super cost effective. I think it was like 50 bucks for a scotch. Super great. Okay. And as I'm checking out, there by the counter, they have the this stack of boxes. And it caught my interest. For $7. Less than 10 Less than a number one combo at McDonald's, sir. I got an entire fifth of Taka King Cake Vodka. And you're proud of this fact. I am so proud of this fact. <laughs> so you're, you're proud that you bought this crap. Seven dollars. Okay. Like you can find enough to buy a bottle of this in your car. Probably, yeah. So I, I, I get it. I open it up, take a sniff of it. Oof. It smells like melted buttercream icing with a little bit of cinnamon thrown in, which, you know, isn't that far off. You know what it smells like to me? Like birthday cake? Cream soda. Okay, I can buy it. Cream soda, birthday cake, buttercream. Um, whipped cream vodka, like it has that super sweet. That mm-hmm. that's the thought, right? With a bit of cinnamon on it. Which let's be real, that's a king cake. Yeah, king cakes are a giant ass cinnamon roll with sugar on top. And then I tasted it, and uh, y'all, it's taka. I mean, that's the best I can describe it, right? It yep. it, it tastes like cinnamon gasoline. Uh. Now, it is very good mixed with pineapple juice. Extremely good mixed with pineapple juice. It is even worse mixed with Coke. So don't do that. But I said, you know what? I was going to bring this two weeks ago, and I forgot. Prior to Mardi Gras? Prior to Mardi (laughs) Gras, and I forgot. And then last week, of course, we didn't record. Mm -hmm. So we have Taka King Cake Vodka. Mainly just so I can see Michael, uh, Michael's face when he tastes it. Because I've had it. I, kn- I know what I'm prepared for when I take this, uh, this shot. Um, I want to see what he does. So, cheers, buddy. I don't have anything else to drink in this room. <laughs> Crap. All right, let's do this. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to drink any more of it. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, it is. It's liquid cinnamon uh, cream. Y'all, it is ridiculously sweet. Yeah, I I wouldn't put this with Coke. No. It's going to be be too sweet for Coke. It does not taste good with Coke. In fact, I don't know why. It makes Coke less sweet to the point of it becomes bitter. Like there is no, when you pour this in with a Coke, there is no sweetness. It just becomes bitter. Yeah. But in pineapple juice, dude, this is really good in pineapple juice. Like I I will, I will put the stamp on that one. Okay. Um, It's an interesting mixture. I don't know that I would have gone that route, but 
maybe the citric acid does something. See, that's where I was getting to with how oversweet this is. I think the tartness of the pineapple juice really yeah. balances it out. Um, for seven dollars, if you're just looking to get drunk, if you're if you I are mean, an alcoholic who who just wants to to get drunk, then get you some tacos, king cake vodka, and it'll get you drunk. It'll get you drunk. If you are a living, breathing human being who wants to stay a living, breathing human being, don't get this. No. You know what? No. no. I'm not going to let you say that. I think everybody should try this just for the sheer novelty of it and the fact that it is $7. Now, I have a bottle of a bottle of Crown Royal Noble Collection, which is the same as that winter wheat that I loved. Okay. That I picked up for us, and then you walk in with this. So yeah, I think I did better. <laughs> Seven dollars. All right, I made you drink Canadian Hunter. I will take this. If this this was, is now look, this is now the cheapest whiskey we've had on here. Well, it's not a whiskey, so or, hot. the cheapest, the cheapest drink. Drink, you know. If this was ten dollars or more, I would tell anybody, no, don't do it. Yeah. It's not worth it. Um. I mean, I'm playing up how bad it is. Yeah. Like, it's not something I want. It's not something I'm ever going to pick up on my own. The other but. thing is, we just drank vodka straight, which you, normally you don't do. Yeah, vodka is really a mixer liquor simply because it, on its own, it really has no flavor. Yeah, so you do kind of want to mix it with something to give it some flavor. the The trend of flavored vodkas have been around now for about ten years. When you had like Pinnacle Whip, I think was one of the first ones that really came out and hit big, which was the whipped cream flavored vodka. And they just gone from there. You know, you can get vodka flavored anything now. Um, and you use it as a mixer, like you yeah. said. It's You They're use mixers. it as a mixer, as a flavor to get you some more alcohol in your glass. Yeah. Uh, but... Like... You, they're not meant to be I could straight. see a world where you take... You mix this. You mix it with like a cinnamon whiskey, not Fireball. Fireball is entirely too sweet for it. You mix it with like a Jack Fire, you know, what is it, Fire that Jack does? I, I think, think so, yeah. I think it's Jack Fire. Um, you mix it with something like that, and then you splash it with, uh, you know, a juice, either an orange juice or a pineapple juice or something like that, and it might come out okay. Um, I could see a mix that way. I could, like I said, it's really good with a fruit juice. I've, I've tried, like I said, pineapple juice is all I've tried. It'd probably be okay with orange juice because orange juice is very tart as well. Yeah, it'd probably work with grapefruit juice, uh, with as tart as it is, because it's cutting that sweet. That said, seven dollars. Yeah, you get what <laughs> you pay for. Um, Run it through a Brita. We used to do that with with like traditional straight up taka. Supposedly, that makes it taste better. It does. It um, honestly does. It makes it taste a lot better running it through a filter. Um, which so, yeah. is absolutely insane. Eh? Works. Science. So, uh, let's talk about wrestling. Okay. We'll, we'll move away from, from the vodka, $7. $7. And um, we'll move into uh, and move into some wrestling. Let's start with TNA. Okay. I think, and then we can wrap up. Well, we've got, basically, not a whole lot's happened in the last couple of weeks with wrestling. Uh, you, you've had TNA, some issues arose there you had the elimination chamber uh yesterday morning as we record this which pretty much seals wrestlemania for us uh it does and then you have next week we have 
revolution from AEW. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about all of that, but we'll start with the TNA stuff, maybe move into the, uh, move into the elimination chamber and then we'll wrap up with AEW and maybe some predictions for, sounds good for next week. So, couple weeks ago, and we may have talked about it last time on the show. I don't remember exactly how this went down and when this went down. But it was announced that uh, longtime TNA producer and talent, and uh, I think he was like the CEO of the company at this point, um, was Scott D'Amore mm-hmm. was let go. Yeah. Suddenly. Let go. Um, everything that got put out by TNA and everything was that it was a mutual separation mm-hmm. or by anthem let me let me say that by anthem yeah it was a mutual separation he wanted to go off and do his own thing they were moving in a different direction uh with the whole tna rebrand blah 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 now taking a step back scott diamore is responsible for the whole tna rebrand he fought yes. for it uh he's one of the guiding forces or at least credited you know, uh, we're not actually involved, so we don't really know. But he is at least credited with the uh, keeping TNA or Impact afloat. Yep. Uh, from from what we've seen, he put in a lot of his own personal money mm-hmm. uh, towards it. He was also like he was also one of the driving forces behind TNA all the way back when. Yeah, right? when I started watching TNA, he was a uh, a manager for Team Canada. Yeah, like like you know. Dude's been with TNA since pretty much the beginning. Yeah, I think there were a couple years there that he wasn't involved right. with them, but it doesn't. He all is, that doesn't matter. He is stamped a TNA original, right? Yeah. He he is in that same bucket with like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and even though yes, they had their ROH runs and they did their that stuff. Scott Diamore is he's TNA. His name is tied to TNA. Yeah. So he was let go mm-hmm. unceremoniously, just kind of out of the blue. Like I said, he's gone. Anthem comes up and says, we've reached a mutual agreement to separate ways. Boom. Uh, you st- immediately start seeing kickback from talent. Mm-hmm. And even earlier this week, a bunch of TNA talent. Well, even before that, we find out that, no, that wasn't true. Yeah. It was not a mutual, hey, let's part ways. It was Anthem straight up firing him, basically. Yeah. Uh, you see a bunch of TNA talent post uh, hourglasses on, even, on their Twitter. Yep, that that happened a couple of days ago. Before that, there were a lot of them that were very outspoken mm-hmm. about how this is an injustice. Uh, Anthem, you should know better. Well, you, uh, you, you know, heard stuff like that. We heard from so many people that uh, Moose, I think, even was one of them. Mm-hmm. The reason that a lot of these guys are at TNA and didn't take other opportunities is because Scott. of Scott D'Amore. Yeah. Um, like there were several and several of TNA's like top named stars, right? Yeah. Like, like you said, Moose, uh, jo- uh, Josh Alexander, Eric Young, you know, a, a ton of their top talent. Speaking of Josh Alexander, his contract was extended. Even though he had asked them not to do that, which, they, their, their uh, you know, contract, we get into contract yeah. stuff, you know, they had the right to do it. Yeah, they his, did it. His contract but, had the, had Anthem could extend the contract for one year. He, he asked them not to do that. They did anyway. That, you know, he was willing to discuss resigning, but he didn't want them to mm-hmm. do that. They've decided to extend it. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this is taking all of the wind out of the sails 
of the TNA rebranding. Yeah. Like you said, a ton of the talent posted hourglasses on, on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, right before No Surrender. Yeah. Uh, no Surrender happens, and before the show, Eric Young comes out and gives a huge speech about how, you know, TNA is a big part of him. Uh, you know, it's always been, you know, his heart and soul type thing, but it's shattered at the moment. Like, all of the talent is behind him, and all of them look like they just don't want to be there anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the play is here. But I don't know if Anthem thinks, well, you know, we're number three anyway, so what does it matter? Um, you know, if, if these people want to cry over someone getting fired, they can leave whenever their contracts are up and see what they can do better in WWE or AEW. I mean, <clears throat> you know. Jordan Grace was one of those that posted the hourglass. Yeah. Jordan Grace, after her performance in the Royal Rumble, Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised to see WWE I don't sign know. her immediately as soon as she's a I don't a free know agent. how long her contract is, but we will see Jordan Grace in NXT. Yeah. Uh, within a couple of years. Because yeah. I couldn't imagine her contracts more than a couple of years. Yeah, the, the question is, is how long are their contracts? Mm-hmm. Now, to play a little bit of devil's advocate here, just a little bit, because I still think that Lim letting Scott do more go yeah. is a... Apparently, Scott got with a bunch of other people, a bunch of investors, and he got some money together, and they made an offer to purchase TNA from Anthem, mm-hmm. which Anthem rejected outright. And that was what led to him being gone. Okay. They offered, I want to say, like $10 million. So, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, but is what they felt like the company was worth. I don't know like, a whole lot about like. I don't Anthem. know, man. That sounds a lot like back in the day when Eric Bischoff offered to buy or buy WCW. Mm-hmm. You know, he got all the venture capital, he got everything behind him to buy it, and then when he went to Turner with it, they were like, "Yeah, that's we'll we'll gladly accept that for the TNA branding and everything, but uh, we're not selling the time slots, we're not selling the contracts, we're not selling any of that kind of stuff." Well, and that's the thing is Anthem owns the TV uh, channel that they're on. Yeah, they own Axis. Yep. Um, and so I'm sure that that was included in the thought process of they're only worth 10 grand. TNA has enough name recognition. They could go back to a pay-per-view format. Yeah. Uh, which is how they got their origin. Mm -hmm. And there's enough streaming interest for a low cost production like TNA can run. Yeah. That somebody would pick them up. Amazon is constantly looking for live sports type yeah, stuff. So Amazon so, is really pressuring hard recently on their live sports. I mean, they just they signed a deal with Monday night or Thursday night football. Yeah, like they are looking for something. And uh, if if they were able to get if they would come out of the sale with all of the TNA backlog mm-hmm. of uh, uh, the library, yeah, that's a strong proposal. For a, a streaming service, right there. Oh, big, big, absolutely. You know that is a strong. You hey, I've got twenty plus years, twenty four years. Yep. Of streaming. Hey, you know your AEW World Champion right now. Want to mm-hmm. see where you came from? Yeah. Hey, you know AJ Styles. You want to see where he came from? Yeah. Hey, you know that CM Punk dude. Want to see where he came from? Yeah. 
like, you know, hey. like there's there's a lot of people that have gone through TNA, um, and then went on to become greater, but they went through TNA. Yeah. So, so much that they could do, you know. And we say this all the time with the streaming deals. The fact that Tony Khan doesn't have a streaming deal right now it shows how right. bad of a businessman he is, because. The AEW backlog, I'm sorry, the ROH. AEW ROH backlog, uh, library backlog, is amazing. The yep. same thing that you just said right there about, hey, you want to see where this person came from? Samoa Joe, CM Punk, AJ Styles. Now let's add in Seth Rollins as Tyler Black, yep. Sammy uh, Kevin, uh, all yeah, of El these Generico, guys. Kevin Steen, yeah, right. All of these guys. The Bucks. Are there in ROH, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have that on HBO. Nope. I mean, he ROH doesn't have that on a, Max. HBO or ROH has its own app. Okay, that you can purchase separately, uh, and it has the backlog. It has all that kind of. That's stuff. That's worth a quarter of what it's worth being on HBO. You're a thousand percent right. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> now, with that said, I think TNA has their own app too. Yeah, it's. And I think we talked about this last time we were together, but I don't remember. It was announced a couple of weeks ago that it looks like Disney, Warner Brothers, and Fox are getting together to produce a sports streaming service Mm -hmm. that will have like ESPN, all of the Fox sports content, and uh, TNT and TBS sports. And there's another, uh, somebody else is suing them. I don't remember who, but I heard that announcement. It's one of the other streaming services or sports streaming. They are suing that group because they're, they're claiming basically insider trading that they were charged extra for all this. It's all going to be put on. Gotcha. Uh, and like I said, I don't remember who that was. I couldn't, I just remember seeing that pop up, but at some point, AEW will get a streaming service. I would think, um, I see, I don't know. They're four years, five years into their existence. And the fact they've negotiated two television contracts, they, I, with Raw going to Netflix next year mm-hmm. as an exclusive, from what I understand. Yeah, that's how it's been in, portrayed. As in, you don't have Netflix, you don't get to watch Raw, period. Yeah. I think that will determine one way or the other for Tony whether he comes out and says, you see, guys, it was a good idea for me to not do the streaming thing because they switched to Netflix and lost all of the steam. Or it's going to become a, oh, crap, look at how well they're doing on Netflix. We have to do this, and we have to do this now. So I'm not sure. I know that there are a lot of people that, friends of mine, friends of ours, that would love to watch AEW and can't. Because it doesn't stream anywhere. you It doesn't stream on Hulu. It doesn't stream on any of the streaming services. You have to have TNT or TBS to watch it. Period. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said at the beginning of that, I think that that just goes to show how bad of a businessman Tony Khan is. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I'm not going to argue that at all. He, I think he's a terrible businessman. Yeah, I, 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 feel I think like, that it's and, short-sighted you know, on his part. I will say, 
if all of this crap with TNA wouldn't have come up, the whole Scott D. Moore, all of the talent being pissed about it, it wouldn't have surprised me if within a couple of years, with the rebrand and with all that, the TNA overtook AEW. The only hiccup I have about all of that is because is that it's come out through all of this controversy with Scott D. Moore that Anthem doesn't want to spend any more money on TNA. Right. And though it's one of those things where you have you to know, spend money to make money. I was about to say, you know, you have in business, right? Maybe the reason they're not spending money on it is it's not making money. Yeah. Right? So they're not wanting to. However, with the rebrand and if they would have pushed really hard with that, even if even if short term they had just put they could have gotten a short term spike. Yeah. Hey, maybe if we put a little more money into it, we can keep carrying this spike. You suddenly have Jordan Gray show up on the Rumble, which got a lot of really good buzz. Mm-hmm. You know, you have things like that happen. Maybe you end up better than where you were. Anthem says, well, we are a business and we don't want to make money. Yeah. So they keep spend they spend a little more money, gets a little better, gets a little better, gets a little better. You know, I don't know, but it wouldn't have shocked me. Yeah. Um I guess what, speaking of AEW, you wanna do we want what are we doing next? We're doing WWE? Yeah, we to? can roll into WWE. Uh but we can speak about WWE slash AEW for a moment. The last several years, the wrestling observer uh Booker of the Year Award mm-hmm. has uh, incorrectly gone to Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. And yes, I stand behind that 100%. Fight yeah. me. Um, <laughs> this year, mm-hmm. it did not go to Tony Khan. It went it to not. Triple H. Yeah, and I think it's deserved. Absolutely, 100%. Does that mean that I agree with everything that he's done? No. We And you can go back and listen to our podcast. You can hear that. Mm-hmm. But the difference this year in WWE... Well, end of last year, early this year, right? Mm-hmm. Versus 2022, beginning of 2023, it's night and day. Yeah. So, yeah, congrats. And, sir, it's not Triple H anymore. It is Paul Triple H Levesque. Uh, that is how he his lower third is now showing up when he comes out on TV. Uh, it's not coming up as Triple H. It's not coming out a Hunter, any of that. It, it is Paul HHH Levesque. Whatever you say, terrorizing. Right. (laughs) So, um, WWE just had their elimination chamber. Yeah. Uh, It was yesterday because we're recording this on Sunday. Sunday. Yep. It was at 4 a.m. our time. 3.30 a.m. our time, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's when it started Um, because it was from Perth, Australia. Um, Cool. I'm glad they're doing international shows. At 100%. and hey, if you wanted to get up at four o'clock and watch it, cool. I watched the replay. Yeah, I was good with that. You know. Yep, I watched the replay too. I was not. While I did wake up at three thirty, I was not watching television when I woke <laughs> up. I I went right back to sleep. <laughs> so, so, um, every once in a while, we can uh, we can get the struggle. That the international people get when, yeah. when we have our, our pay per view start at 100%. Five and they're like, we, that's going to be at two in the morning our time. I, so. I 100% can deal with that. I was happy to watch the replay. Yeah. Um, I am a little disappointed that 
and I'm not really one who cares about spoilers, mm-hmm. but I was a little mad when I didn't even get the chance to tell somebody not to spoil it for me. Yeah. And I was, I, I needed to get some blood work done. Didn't get done. Whole other story. Anyways, the guy who was talking, I was talking with at the lab on Saturday morning. He's like, oh yeah, I was wearing my DIY shirt. Yeah. He's like, oh, you watch wrestling? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, do you see the the show? I said, no, not yet. Yeah, well, did, 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 did. I mean, to be Come fair on. though. To be fair, were they really spoilers? No. no. And like I said, I don't really care. It was just like, oh, come on, dude. Like, you right. didn't even give me a chance. You didn't even ask me, do I want to know what happened? So, you know. Um, show was three hours and 50 minutes, I believe. Right. At, yeah. If you, if you include the pre-show. If you include the which, pre-show, which it was four am, hours. Four hours, which I am including the pre-show here, because unlike normal WWE pre-shows recently, there was a match on it. Uh, we had Indy Hartwell and uh, Candice LeRae versus the Kabuki Warriors for the women's tag titles. Uh, you know, hometown hero, Indy Hartwell. Uh, because in WWE world, uh, somebody that is from a different country, the entire country is their hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they you know... Scott, famous Scotsman Drew McIntyre was the hometown hero when they were in <laughs> England. Uh, England, you know, uh, you know, because Scotland and England, right, have such a you know glory filled friendship yeah. they, in their they, history. They made a comment recently about Gunther and, and when they were in Germany, and the dude's Austrian, you know, like good job, uh, geography department of WWE. Anyway. So, you had Indy uh, and, and Candice. They lost. What I did think was cool, though, is as soon as the Kabuki Warriors won, because they weren't going to lose those belts. Yeah. Uh, WWE does not ever do the whole hometown hero wins a belt in hometown type thing. Yeah. Uh, the Kabuki Warriors left the ring, and... Indy and Candace got to celebrate a little bit. And the crowd, even though it was a pre-show, so it wasn't full yet, the crowd was chanting Indy. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't watch the pre-show. In fact, when I turned the show on and I started watching it and it had the pre-show included with the pay-per-view, I was like, fast forward, one hour mark, hit play. Yeah. Okay, here goes the start of the... <laughs> so, I had... Oh, sorry. I had started fast forwarding through the pre-show, and then I saw a match, and I was like, "Oh crap! I, I missed a match." Back up, back up, back up. Yeah. And then the match starts, and it. then I see the like eighteen minutes down in the bottom corner, and I was like, "Huh? They're doing a match on the pre-show? How cool!" The gl- good old days. So then we kick off, uh, <coughs> and when we kick off, like the they did an outside shot of the stadium. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful stadium. Absolutely, with the sun, with the sun setting, like. How it was, it it was gorgeous. It was, all of it was gorgeous. Even after the sunset and they showed outside the stadium, they had that bridge behind them with the, the purple arcs. Uh, you know, that they, was, it was, it's gorgeous. I mean, this was in a in an outdoor stadium, so it, it had a very WrestleMania feel. Mm-hmm. They had the full tent uh, over the ring, you know, WrestleMania oh, yeah. look, right? Um, so it looked really cool. Triple H said there were 52,000 people in attendance. So, you know, what, 30,000 normal, I guess, <laughs> based on WWE math? Probably. I mean, the stadium looked fairly full. Yeah, the stadium so, itself was full. The The ground was not. Uh, yeah. 
you know, it was set up, it was set up very similar to like a Saudi show where you had chairs on the four sides of the ring, but the kind of the corner pieces had nothing in them. Yeah. They were just empty. Um, but I mean, you still, that's a respectable crowd. Oh yeah. They for sure. were over there in Australia. Hopefully they go back. Yeah. Uh, Real loud because too. Everybody, everybody who's a fan of this deserves to be able to see it live in their home country. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, they put on a great show. You could tell that it was hot and humid. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Southern Hemisphere is experiencing like summer right now. Yeah. You know, and they mentioned at one point that it was 100 degrees most week, most of the week while Jeez. they were there. That it was cooler yesterday, you know, yesterday afternoon, evening. But it was still very humid. And you could tell oh, yeah. when you looked at the, the wrestlers and their performance, you could see that... Yeah, they were pushing hot. through. So the show, I've never seen Drew look as beat yeah. as he was at the end of uh, absolutely the uh, the elimination chamber. So the show kicks off with the women's elimination chamber mm-hmm. uh, to determine who is going to face either Rhea or Nia uh, at Mania, right? And I say either Rhea or Nia because they they were the main event. Yep. Um. So the first two competitors were Naomi and. Uh, Becky, I think. Yep. Naomi and Becky kicked it off. Uh, I don't remember who came in next. Uh, Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton came in next. Came in next. Pinned Naomi. Either, well, either her or Becky pinned Naomi because Naomi was gone. Tiffany pinned Naomi, but Naomi was gone like in the three with the three, I believe. No, I think that I think was it, more people came had in. Had somebody come in already? I think Liv had come in. Um, if, if Liv had come in, Liv had just come in. Yeah. Because there were, like, no, no. Naomi was gone before, I think, before anybody else came in. She was gone very early. Maybe. Um, I don't I, I don't remember exactly the entrances and eliminations. Um, I mean, Raquel was in there. Raquel got a really couple of really good, like, powerhouse spots. Um, Tiffany Stratton was getting a huge amount of cheers mm-hmm. uh, from Australia. She also put on a very good show. Yeah. Uh, you know, she showed why she deserved to be in that match. Mm-hmm. The match was great. Like, this was the match of the night. Absolutely. All six of the women put in amazing work. Mm-hmm. Um, Becky ends up winning. Liv pins Raquel. And then as she stands up, Becky rolls her up and pins Liv. Yeah. Like, it was a one-two elimination for Becky to win. So, yeah. Becky will be going to Mania to face the women's champion that is not Io Sky or Io Shirai. <laughs> the women's champion that is not Io Shirai. Yeah. Well, I like how you well, have that put. To, well, to preserve the spoilers. Right. <laughs> well, no. because, because we haven't talked about that match. No. <laughs> I don't know what happened in it yet, sir. So, we then go to uh, Judgment Day. Versus, um, uh, just completely blanked. I I just completely uh, blanked. Pete Dunn and Pete, Tyler yeah. Bate. Yeah. Uh, what is it? The New Catch Society or something? Something like that. They should just call have called themselves the Bruiser Weights again and been done with it. Yeah. It. This was a great match. 
Thought it was really good. Uh, Dom was getting an insane amount of heat, even in Australia. Yeah, they they had Dom come out. He took the mic out of Mike Rome's hands and uh, introduced Judgment Day. You could barely hear him yep. over the, the boos from the crowd. At, on, on the broadcast, they had to black out part of the front row crowd because they were flipping him off. Is that like, what happened? The entire like because first three rows were just flipping the middle finger at Dom. We were sitting there, and, and it just goes black, and I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, you know, I just figured it was some sort of you know miscommunication oh, or something. We completely but, forgot that we almost didn't have an elimination chamber because of pirates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was supposed to the, the the chamber was supposed to come out of Miami, go through. Uh, it was supposed to go through the Suez Canal, down through the Suez Canal, and get to Australia. But because of uh, increased pirate activity in the area, they ended up having to freight it to San Francisco and then ship it out of there. <laughs> I, I want to correct you here because I don't think it's pirates. Like, that's I what mean, they said. They said what, piracy. That's what they said. But let's be. Honest here, depending on how you want to frame this, terrorist is not a incorrect word. Right, right. Um, but they said pirates. They said pirates. So uh, now I, I just have this picture of like Captain Hook with <laughs> with a elimination chamber going. What are we going to do with this? Paul Burchill. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Because he got fired all those years ago. He's out there in a rowboat about to take the elimination chamber away. <laughs> yep, that's the he cannon just pop, now. Popped in my head. That's the cannon now. Um, uh, no, no, they would have used the cannon to take uh, the boat. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, no, so what they ended up having to do is it was shipped to Miami. It was then trucked mm-hmm. across the United States to L.A., yeah, to L.A., not San Francisco. Yeah. Where it was put on a boat and yeah. shipped over to Sydney. And then driven and then across Australia. And put on trains across Australia to Perth. So, yeah, like, I don't know why they just didn't contract with an Australian company to make the cage. Get one built. Like, to me, that seems like they would have saved so much money. <sighs> but anyway, Judgment Day wins. Uh, it was saying. funny. Before, before we move too far away when they went to shut the door on the elimination chamber for the women's match, Mm -hmm. they sat on the ref for like four minutes as he was trying to get the door shut and locked and he couldn't get it done. Like they finally pulled off of him and I guess that he was able to get it. I don't know if it was just that slight bit off or what, but he couldn't get the, the latch. That kind of stuff always cracks me up. You know, Um, sorry. I, Oh, no problem. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, Judgment Day retains. Judgment Day retains. I have retains. a feeling that we're building to. We're going to see it Mania. We're going to see Judgment Day versus Miz and Truth. Like I just I, feel like that's where we're going. It's got to be where we're going. Um, you know they haven't really set anything else up as far as that goes. But yeah, Judgment Day versus Miz and Truth, dropping the titles to Miz and Truth. Yeah, probably because I have a feeling Mania is going to be the unraveling of Judgment Day. It's like we'll we'll kind of take a little side tour here, right? I, I see. I I feel Truth and Priest are going to lose the belts. I feel Rhea is probably going to lose her belt. Truth, you said Truth. You said Truth and Priest. I mean, uh, Balor and Priest. Balor and Priest. Yeah, we'll probably lose their belts. It would not surprise me in the slightest if whether Seth wins or 
the the winner of the men's elimination chamber wins, that Priest cashes in at Mania and yep. ends up with the belt, and then that sparks the falling apart of Judgment Day because now Priest has the world title, and, and nobody, nobody else has know. gold. Yeah. So well, and they've been kind of teasing it. Priest is much more of a face than anybody else in Judgment Day, yeah. with the exception of Rhea. Uh, and Rhea's kind of stuck in this role where she should be a face, yep. but because of her relationship with Dom and the way that they're playing that in Judgment Day, yep. that uh, she's kind of stuck. Like it wouldn't surprise me if Dom somehow ends up costing her the belt to Becky. Um, I, through accident, obviously. I like I like that, but I also hate that because I, I want too. Becky to just beat her um, clean in the middle of the ring because I think that that just would top off her reign. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. So uh, we we say this as we have spoiled the main event of the show completely. Yeah. Talking about mania, <laughs> we did. Um, uh, but so, we'll we'll get there. Um, after the tag match, that's he, when the... You didn't think Nia Jax was actually going to beat Rhea know, Ripley, right? right? <laughs> that's where... After the tag match was the Waller effect, wasn't it? Yes. So, for whatever reason, on a PLE... Well, let me rephrase that. I know the reason, but hear me out. Mm-hmm. On a PLE, we have a damn near 30-minute talk show segment. They got It was Grayson Waller. Waller's Australian. Waller got cheered because he's Australian. Yep. Um, Theory was out there with him. Theory brought out Cody. Cody cut his promo about The Rock, how he was going to beat him at WrestleMania, blah, 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 blah. Uh, says that he wants a match, or cut his promo about Roman, rather. Then says he wants a match with The Rock. The Rock had a, a, a vignette in the pre-show where he said he couldn't make it to Perth, uh, but if he was, he would slap Cody Rhodes again. So Australia, uh, you know, you let me know if he starts talking about me because I will get on a plane and I will be there before blah, blah, blah. I I wonder if we're setting up a night one Cody Rock. I feel like we are. I feel like night one is going to be because of what happens here, right? Mm -hmm. Cody's still talking. Seth comes out. Seth says, look, I respect you. Uh, I, I respect what you're doing. I think you can take out Roma, but you know as well as I do. The bloodline doesn't work in singles. There's always somebody around. So if you're calling out Roman, you're calling out The Rock, you're calling out anything, you're calling out all the bloodline, but I got your back. right? So I have a feeling night one we're going to see uh, Cody and Seth versus uh, Rock and Roman. Yeah. What I really hope they don't do is – turn Seth where Seth turns his back on Cody. I mean, it would make sense kind of in, in that whole Cody, you beat me three times. Did you really think I was going to have your back? You're yeah. a bigger idiot than I thought you were. Yada, yada, yada. This, this needs to be the, do it. this needs to be the unraveling of the bloodline. Yes. This, this needs to be, and, and somebody on Reddit and then it was a throwaway comment I read. So I don't have the person's name. But somebody said basically putting together the Avengers mm-hmm. against the Bloodline. This yeah. needs to be at Mania. You have the Bloodline try to get involved. Mm-hmm. And you have Seth. You have Kevin. You have Sammy. You have Everybody. Jay. You have everybody of, that have been screwed. 
even even Drew show up at one point, and you know, like just have them not get involved in the match other than to stop the people outside. Yeah, and you're right. You have Jay, you have Sammy, you have KO. I think those are the big ones. Yeah, if those three came in um, to help Seth and Cody, I think that. That right there seals their fate. That's kind of where I was going. I don't remember if we talked about it on the show or not a, a week ago. Yeah. But my thoughts on what they should have done with The Rock. Yeah. Right? Where where you have Rock versus Roman night one. Roman loses by DQ. So he retains the belt, but since he lost, he lost the head of the table. Mm-hmm. To to rock, and then Rock makes the comment that you know his first official act as the head of the table is all of the bloodline is banned on night two. Yeah, um, and then you could have had really cool spots where people tried to get in, like have Nia Jax try to get in, and they're just like, "No, nah, you can't come in." She's like, "What the hell? I've got a match," and they're like, "Sorry, you're you're part of the bloodline." Yeah. I'm not part of the bloodline. You were on the picture. Sorry, um, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. Speaking of mania and bloodline. I think we're going to get Jay and Jimmy. Yeah, uh, yeah. They set that up Monday night. They set that up Monday. Uh, when Jimmy cost Jay the uh, the title match against Gunther. Yep. Um, and apparently, I don't know how much truth is in it, right? So grain of salt type stuff. But up until like that's like Saturday, the plan was Jay was going to take the belt off of Gunther. Yeah. Um, and then plans changed, and that's where Jimmy ends up showing it's, up. I mean, they got to build up. So look, the plans have changed. Mm-hmm. The plans for WrestleMania, at least from January third, was going to be Roman Rock. Yeah, the fans outright rejected that as a possibility. Yeah. Like it, it, I think it would have been. I think Mania's numbers would have been a bloodbath. Yeah, because uh, had they gone forward with that, yeah, they and and to Rock's credit, he recognized that. Yes, this is a money match. Mm-hmm. This is not the time, and I don't nope. think you know. I we can go back and listen. I blame the Rock for it. Mm-hmm. I, I blame Dwayne's ego and and oh, all yeah, of this for sure. Uh, but he's obviously has not been actually paying attention to the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's obvious. Fair. The guy is super busy when he's working. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and and you're, uh, you're, you're spot on, I think. I don't think he was paying attention to the product. I don't think he realized just how much the crowd, the WWE Universe, mm-hmm. was behind Cody. Yeah. So I feel like he thought, I'm the rock. Yeah. That's that ego part, right? I'm the rock. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to do this. And the crowd's going to immediately be like, Cody who? Right? Yeah. And they weren't. No. They, this, was a, this was damn near a Daniel Bryan situation. There was confusion yep. on Friday night when they started to build for it. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, the rock was getting booed. Now, of course, he wasn't right. there, but he was getting booed at live. Yeah, events. exactly. And they recognized it. And Dwayne recognized it. And... I mean, I'm sure that in his contract, when he stepped onto the board, I'm sure that it was your, this match is yours. Yeah. And so he could have said no. Well, he was, he was given a main event, um, a main event match at Mania. So you know, I'm, I'm positive it said against Roman. Well, they've never said that. 
Uh, it, it may be, right? But they've never said that specifically. They have said it was a main event match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Which is why I think we're going to end up with Cody Seth versus Rock Roman night one. Yeah. Um, or I, some, some form of that. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily like that. I'm okay, I'm okay with it. The problem is I feel like night one should be main evented by either Rhea Becky or Bailey EO, mm-hmm. right? Like night one needs to be main evented by the women. Night two can be main evented by rock Rome or, uh, uh, Rock Cody or Roman Cody. You know what? Give give night two to the women. Give night two to the women. Let let Cody Roman go on, and then let Becky Rhea go on. Yeah. Let let Becky and Rhea top finish the show. That would be perfect. Uh, fine. You know, because yeah, the the biggest story in WWE right now is Cody's. Yeah. But it, to a point where you go on in the show doesn't matter. True. And if. We have night one go to the rock. Mm-hmm. Let night two's main event go to the women. I'm I'm one hundred percent. Let night let's let's night let night two go to the women. Let them rock the show. Yes. As Becky Ray is going to tear the house down. Oh, for sure. They one hundred percent are going to tear the house down. So getting back to elimination chamber, right? Yep. We moved out of the Waller effect and we go to the men's chamber match. Yep. Um, Drew wins. Yeah, there. I I had no doubt in my mind that Drew was fixing to win that match. And like I said earlier, due to the heat, due to the fact that Drew was one of the original two entrants. Yeah, Drew was beat by the end of this. I have never seen Drew McIntyre look as exhausted and beat and just tired. They did as do, I have at the end of this chamber. They did continue some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. I feel like that's not done yet. That's not done, but that's not your mania match. But I don't think that's your mania match because of how Drew beat Randy. Yes, Logan Paul, who had already been eliminated. Yep, attacked Randy. Orton. Attacked Randy with the brass knuckles. That's your main event, or not your main event? I, but that's well, your WrestleMania match. I have a feeling that mania match is going to be Randy Logan and KO. Okay, I, I can I'm see KO be a triple threat. Right. I can see that because I, as much as I hate Logan Paul as an individual, as a wrestler, he's not bad. He's um, he's definitely holding his own. Yes, much more like I said, than I thought he he's would. He's not bad, but I don't think he would be capable of putting on an amazing match on what they're billing as the biggest WrestleMania of all time yeah, by himself. If you put him in there with Kevin Owens and Randy Orton, now I think you have the possibility of a ridiculously good triple threat. Because now you can have Logan pulling his heel tactics and the fact that you have Randy freaking Orton mm-hmm. and Kevin freaking Owens in there. Seth frickin' uh, Rollins is about to file right. a copyright claim know, right? or trademark infringement. <laughs> so the fact you have those in there and just how, how good they are, I feel like that has the potential to be an amazing match. Oh, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, Drew wins. Drew's going to be facing Seth at Mania. 
Randy showed why he is one of the best professional wrestlers of all with time. How he was selling his back, with how he was selling his back throughout the show. Yep. Uh, just because well, he's apparently and, okay. Yeah, go in and watch that match. Yeah. Like I'm sure he's in pain because sure. you don't have the back fusions that he's had, right? And not be in pain for the rest of your life. But as far as but, like, like I don't think he's crippled up. Right? No, he's not going to be off TV here. Yeah. You know. Hopefully they let him rest for a day at least before putting him on a plane back to America. Right. Um. <laughs> but, um, you know, he, in my opinion, he stole the match just with his selling. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Then we go to the main event. But you would think the Elimination Chamber would be the main event of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. You would think so, with a couple of exceptions. We're in Australia. Yep. And, uh, you know, Rhea Ripley has a championship. And Rhea Ripley is Australian. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's the main event. Yeah. Her versus Nia. And... And... I would like to to say this. This was probably Nia Jax's best match in her WWE career. Um, it was a very simple match. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing major here. the The story of you know is Rhea Ripley going to be able to get Nia in a Riptide because of her size? That was a major part of it. Um, Rhea wins off of one riptide, just a standard one too. It wasn't yeah. like an avalanche riptide or anything like that. Now, but Nia Jax was the powerhouse control throughout the show. Yep. Rhea did some hurricane Rana's and mm-hmm. some other stuff that was like, hadn't seen Rhea bust out any of those. Moves what? <laughs> with all that being said, it really, to me showed, and this is going to sound like Nia Jax hate, and yeah, it kind of is, but also this is my honest opinion. It showed that Nia Jax is not good enough for the position she's in. Oh, not at all. Um, and, and well, I don't even think it's that right. Like we have told, we have talked multiple, multiple times about how Nia is a danger. Mm-hmm. Um, even when she came back, right? Like the night she came back, she did the bonsai drop on Rhea. And was immediately just excoriated by wrestlers that know how to do that move because she let go of the ropes. She was not in control of her body falling on Rhea and bruised like two of Rhea's ribs. Yeah. Because you don't do that. Like hearing Stevie Richards talk about it, like he, he discussed it in detail, right? He said, you know, if Yoko hated you or he was mad at you, he would not land with his feet first, but he always kept his hands on the ropes because he didn't want to crush you. He didn't. The, the thing is, in professional wrestling, from everything I've ever heard, the key is make it look like it hurts, mm-hmm. but protect the person you're yes. in the ring with. So, yeah, Naya, Naya has never been appealing as a character to me. The only time she came close was when she was a face. And even then, it was one of those, like, 
the only reason I like her is because they're writing a Mean Girls script mm-hmm. where Alexa and Alexis and uh, Mickey James at the time were picking on her for being big. Yeah, which honestly that that made no sense to me because of the Mickey James had that same story before with Laycool. Um like when she was a face and she was really kind of that that whole face of bullying stand up, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, I can buy that. Yeah. I'm a fat kid. I got pull- bullied in school. It happened, right? Yeah, I got bullied in school too. So, until I punched somebody in the face. But that's beside I mean, the point. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? I'll take that. Um Nia Jax is a heel character. I do not like it because she is a monster, right? Like she is a monster in the women's division that they don't book her like that. Or they don't book her personality like that, I guess the best they, way to They don't that. book her personality like that. She's not good enough. Tech, she's not technically sound enough to do what they want her to right. do. And if you want to have a big girl monster in the women's division, just look over at Piper Niven. Yeah, exactly. Like, Piper Niven is technically sound enough to do everything that yep. Nia is doing. She's a thousand times better than Nia. And, but... Piper Niven was not on that picture. Well. So, there you go. And, and that may not be the case. It may not be true. I, but you will never convince me otherwise yeah. that that is why Naya has the spot she has. Even when she was let go, but she was brought back, mm. is because of who she is related to. Period. Yeah. Um, But Rhea wins. She celebrates with her family ringside afterwards. Very face moment. Uh, but, I mean, hey, they're, they're in Australia. Yeah, no, you have to. You, you have to because this is, what, their first ever pay-per-view in, uh, in yeah, Australia. So. And they've only done very few live shows in Australia. So you have to give your hometown, home country hero. Mm-hmm that moment having her have that segment with her sister and her mother and her father who her sister looks like uh early Rhea yeah like yeah like 100% having that segment over there with with her family mm-hmm. and them celebrating and having you know this was a big moment for Rhea yeah. this is a big moment for WWE as far Absolutely. as a live show Absolutely. In Australia. So, overall, show was okay. Yeah. Um, the women's elimination was by far the best match. Um, now, next week, or rather, I guess this week, because it's, it's Sunday, so, you know. Yeah. Um, we have Revolution, AEW's pay-per-view. Um, the retirement match of Sting. Uh Wrestling retirements are always one of those things you kind of look at it and go, really? But if he holds true to it, then his last match will be him and Darby Allen as the AEW champions versus... AEW uh, tag team champions. Yeah, tag champions versus uh, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, the EVPs. So, um, But before we get into that real quick, I do want to mention something. Max Caster is getting ripped apart right now online. Um, he say several stupid, weeks ago say stupid things in your rap trying to get cheap heat. Right? 
you're going to win stupid prizes. I'm sorry. So several weeks ago, he did a rap with McMahon in the punchline. Uh, it did not go over very well. Um, this week, he comes out, and the rap he did had a line about management uh, uh, trying to censor him, basically, which didn't go over well, and then he completely flubbed the next two lines. Mm-hmm. Um. I I feel like Tony Khan has had enough of Max Caster uh, at this point, which is weird because, you know, Tony said after his line about Julia Hart a couple of years ago that all of Max's raps from going forward would be personally approved by Tony Khan. So, Tony, if that's the case, Tony approved Max's rap, including Vince McMahon's line, mm-hmm. that didn't go over well um, and now is trying to shuffle some blame or, well, you know, something. I, my guess, and 100% a guess here, is that, yes, for six months, a yeah. year, following, that, kinda... following rapping about Julia Hart's uh, unmentionable, mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, he, uh, he was approving the raps. Yeah, and then it just is something that went by and the And then as he felt like he could trust Max... As Max regained his trust, you know, was topping the show every week. And all right, I'm going to give you a little more freedom. And, you know, here's a little more rope. Right. And then and he hung himself with it. I wasn't going to say that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am. We're not on YouTube. We can say that. But yeah, you know, he he went out there and he's going for that cheap pop. And that doesn't always work. Yep. It doesn't. There's a time and a place for everything, and rapping about Vince McMahon right now is not the time. Not at all. You just... Yeah. I don't even know what else to say there. All right, so let's talk about the match card. We got Sting and Darby Allen versus the Young Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are going to win. The Bucks are going to win. I hate this booking decision. I'm fine with Sting going out on his back. Yeah. I have no issue with that. That is the old school wrestler philosophy of if you're going to go out, you go out putting somebody else over. Yep. Sting, go out on your shield. Sting should be losing to Darby here. Yes, this should, this should be a this passing of the torch. Absolutely, should have been a one on one match. When when Sting announced that his retirement, he should have looked directly in Darby's face and been like, "And I'm going to fight you." And the whole build should have been Darby being like, I can't fight you. You're my hero. You're the icon. There's, yeah. I, I can't do this. I can't be the one that retires you. And then Sting looks at him and goes, who said you were going to win? You know, and then that should yeah. be the match. Yeah. It should not be versus the Young Bucks, for the, especially for the AEW titles. Which the, Sting has been on record saying he didn't want to win them. But yeah. this is, is, you know, your, your 2020 to Booker of the Year, Tony Khan, right. uh, overbooking things that didn't need to be overbooked. Yes. Uh, you've got uh, the International Championship, Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong. Cassidy's winning. You think so? I think so. The The only way I don't think that this happens is if there is interference. Um, From the Undisputed Kingdom? Yeah, that costs... Cassidy, but I feel like Cassidy wins here. Okay. I'm leaning towards Strong just because Cassidy's had the belt for so long mm-hmm. that I think that as they're ramping up Undisputed so, Kingdom as a force. That if Adam Cole was healthy mm-hmm. and could wrestle, 
and was in a title picture, I would give that to you. But since Cole isn't and can't, you can't have one of the underlings have a belt when the head of the thing can't even compete for one. That's my fault. Counterpoint? Okay. Tony Khan. Fair enough. Um, Uh, We have the AEW World Championship match. Now, this one is uh, kind of up in the air right now. It was set. It was set to Samoa Joe, Adam Page, and Swerve Strickland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was going to be a triple threat. They ran an injuring angle on Dynamite this week for Adam Page. He is not injured. He is not injured. He is dealing with a quote-unquote personal issue. Mm -hmm. There has been no clarification of what that personal issue is. Yeah, so he's basically out of the match. You know, I... Speaking for me and probably for you as well, we hope that everything is going okay with his family and in yeah. his personal life. Even the people that we hate, we don't wish ill on. I don't hate the wrestler or, yeah. or the person usually. I hate the storyline. I hate the hate character. The story to on, hate the character. You know, I generally don't hate the person. Yeah. And we're actually big fans of Adam Page. Yeah. So we hope. I, I, I was I was very intrigued with his heel turn. Yeah. I hope that everything works out for him, whatever his personal issue is. I hope that it is resolved in a positive manner. Yes. Uh, So it's going to be Swerve versus Samoa Joe. Swerve versus Samoa Joe, maybe Adam Page in there. I feel like Joe wins because he hasn't had the belt long enough, but this would be the time to crown Swerve. Yeah. Um, I kind of would like to see Swerve win. I would love to see Swerve win. still... Don't like the fact that Hangman has never gotten his revenge right. on Swerve for being in his child's yeah. bedroom. Yeah, well, that's because now Swerve is a face and, and Hangman's a heel, so we're not going to see that. Yeah, but because it's still... 2022 Booker of the Year, Tony Khan. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to run that right now. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Samoa Joe's winning this. I think Joe's winning. He hadn't had the belt long enough. Uh, we have the AEW Women's World Championship, Tony Storm versus Deanna Perrazzo. I think Deanna wins. You think I, so? I I want Tony to win, but I have a feeling that this is going to be that match where Deanna wins. Mariah May causes the loss. Accidentally. Accidentally or on purpose, but it transitions Tony... Versus it's, it becomes Tony versus Mariah May. Okay. Is your next feud going through. And then Deonna Peraza has the belt for a returning Jamie Hayter. Who's going to return in a few weeks or a few months, probably. I want to finish this, but I want to come back to that. Don't let okay. us end without coming back to that okay. because there's that have a huge wrench in, in that plan. Okay. So, um, Continental uh, Continental Crown Championship, Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson. Eddie wins. Um, at least that should be who wins. Mm-hmm. I could see them giving it to Danielson, but really, Danielson to me, Danielson's above that title. Uh, even though he's never won a belt in AEW, he is above that title. He is above that title, and... I believe we're approaching the last six months or so of his he, he stated, say, you know, wrestling life, you yep. know. Um, and I think Eddie needs it. Yep. 
I, I think that this whole Eddie's whole story lately has been getting his revenge on the people that look down on him in ROH. Yeah. Early in his career. Yeah. And so and Danielson was one of those, on whether the, they actually did, yeah. I, you know, this is but, the next one on the list. So I think that Eddie's going to win this. We have Will Osprey versus uh, Konosuke Takeshita. Osprey. Osprey. Osprey's not losing his his official. His, his, yeah. Because, I mean, he's been he's he's wrestled for AEW before, obviously. He has signed with AEW. Uh, but he was he had dates that he had to fulfill with New Japan. This is, I think, his official I'm here now. He ain't losing that. Yeah. Hey, he's he's not gonna lose. He's gonna win, and it is going to he's going to leave the uh, uh, family, yeah, the Don Kyle's family, because that's been their whole build. Is the family's going to be stronger because of this? The family's going to be, and he's going to come in, and he's going to beat Takeshita. He's going to be like, I was never part of your family, right? I was the hired gun. Yep, I think that's how it goes. You know, um, now to go back to our women's. Okay. Future the future of the women's division in AEW. And and I know that we've gotten a little bit long, guys, and it's you know Hey, we weren't here last week. We weren't here last the extra. Week. This has been the big news this week. Okay. Former WWE writer. Yes. Um, uh, what is her name? Peppercorn. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't remember her first name, and I'm sorry about that. She has been brought in to AEW mm-hmm. as head of Basically, head of their creative for their women's division. Yes. This is how it's been kind of presented. Yes. So, one, Tony, great job hiring a woman to come in and, right. and be the head of your creative for, for your women's division. It's uh, about five years overdue. Yeah. Um, two, a lot of people are referring to this as a Brian Gerwitz situation, Brian Gerwitz and the rock situation where Gerwitz is, and has been for a long time, the rocks personal writer. Their partnership is a big reason why the rock was as successful as he was, you know, in his career. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's Brian Gerwitz is back with WWE now that The Rock is there specifically to help write the Rock storylines. Yep. And that is what this whole thing with Miss Peppercorn has been compared to that she is being brought in to be Mercedes, Mo- Mercedes Monet, Monet's personal writer. Mm-hmm. I think. And that's I- the thing. That is the wrench that I have to so throw into. You, you're not wrong, right? Because. Whatever big business is, it's in March. I think it's March 5th, something like that, whatever. It's in Boston. It's a dynamite. That was a special announcement. That's where Mercedes is showing up. Yeah. It would shock me if Mercedes showed up at Revolution and then they just set up like their first match was going to be at at, uh, the next dynamite. Yeah. No, I don't don't think... So, I don't think Mercedes is showing up at Revolution. If she is, then I think that that's you know another I, strike against twenty twenty two Booker of the yeah. Year Tony Khan. I still see. I still think we see Deonna Prazza win. 
Mm-hmm. I still think she beats Tony Storm. I think Tony Storm, and, and I really feel like it's going to be her and Mariah May doing their thing. It wouldn't shock me, though, if we had Parasa versus Mercedes Monet as the first like little bit of feuding type thing going on. The 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 uh, question is is does he want to put the title on to Perazzo? And then immediately basically and immediately then take, it, take off. it off of her in May at double or nothing. Cuz that's going to you're bringing in Mercedes Monet. Yeah. Chances sure. are, chances are she is going to be your women's champion within a year of her coming yeah. in. Yeah. Why why do you bring her in if you're not going to put the belt on her? Very true, very true. So, I I'm going to go back and I'm going to say that Tony Storm beats Diana Perazzo with Mariah May's interference and Luther's. Yeah. And then that she's going to drop the belt to Mercedes at double or nothing. Yeah. yeah. I could be wrong. I, I this is just I, kind of my thought process. There, I think if they're bringing in Mercedes now, they're going to want to capitalize on that. They're going to want to put the championship on her. Do but here, here's my counterpoint. Right? Okay. Do they do that, or do they treat it more? Do they treat her more like a Daniel Bryan to start with? She comes in. She becomes that big name that seals. The, the not super well-known as being, holy shit, you know? Because, I mean, we know who Deanna Peraza is, right? Yeah. Like, she was in NXT. We, I watched her a few times there. She went to TNA. She became the TNA champion. Dominant very, TNA champion. Very dominant TNA champion. Your average wrestling fan doesn't know her. Yeah. Right? So, I feel like you could use Sasha to start with. Who? Yeah, Mercedes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, right. help I feel like you could use her to start with in that if Deanna wins at Revolution, mm-hmm. her first feud, you know, she has a feud with a couple of people, with somebody, right? Sasha comes in, has her, you know, feud with whoever she needs to have a feud with, and they end up crossing paths at double or nothing. Deanna wins. Then maybe the next pay per view, you have two, and Mercedes wins there. Then you've created a more of a buzz around Perazzo as okay, she's legit in that wider audience because everybody knows who Mercedes is. Yeah, and then tossing, tossing still some wrenches gets in her there. belt, you know. Tossing some wrenches in there, and, I, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm I'm down for your story. I'm just right. After double or nothing, we go to all in mm-hmm. in the UK. Hater shows back up. Does Hater show back up between now and then? Do we get Hater main eventing against whoever and winning the belt Who back? Knows? You know, I, I will because say this. you know, I know that Tony wanted Hater to have that belt going into. So and all in this year, it just didn't work. Here's one good thing I will say about the AEW Women's Division: there is so much talent in that division that it is very hard to play the speculation game. Mm-hmm. Now that can be seen as a good thing and a bad thing. Obviously, it's a good thing because there is so much talent. Who know any of them could be the champion, right? It's also a bad thing because 
there no one's given a a firm character except Tony Storm right now that you can really get behind. And where's Britt Baker? Like, yeah. I mean, we got Britt Where, still floating around out there. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that's unknown. I'm I'm hoping that with Tony bringing in uh, this lady from WWE, mm-hmm. uh, I cannot yeah. remember what her first things name is. Things can get kind of. I'm I'm hoping that having her as a guiding force for the women's division that things will stabilize in the women's division that we can devote some time. Cause you know, you look at WWE's women's division, WWE and AEW have a similar amount of time on TV each week. Yep. We see a lot more of WWE's women's division every week. And it is strong division and yes, while we're sitting here and we're talking, is Nia Jax going to beat Rhea Ripley? And we all know the answer is no. We all still tuned in and watched that match. Mm-hmm. And if Nia had won, yes, we would have been surprised, but also Nia could have won the match. Yeah. I, I mean, I could. You know, we knew that Nia wasn't going to win, but I could really see WWE putting the belt on her, having her beat Rhea in her home country because it's WWE. Yeah. And if you're a hometown star, you don't win at home. Watching AEW this week, I was constantly putting in chat, you know, hey, our women's champion has to, you know, is, is wrestling a no-name. Mm-hmm. Why? We shouldn't be having Tony Khan has officially entered the 1980s of booking. Like she shouldn't be wrestling. No names. Wardlow shouldn't be squashing local talent. Sir, C. sir, sir. This is just Tony Khan's Saturday morning superstars era where you had three matches, maybe four on your show. Well, I need him to get to raw as one. And, and <laughs> your, your first three were a star versus a jobber. And then your main event was like a, a mid-carter versus a mid-carter. Sometimes it might be an upper-carter versus a lower mid-card that was a squash match. Yeah. But for the most part, we got to see you know a mid-card beat the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler. We got mm-hmm. to see a mid-card beat Bastion Booger. We got to see a mid-card beat uh, you know Bill from the training school down the re- road. And then we got to see the Repo Man versus Crush. So, there you go. So dumb. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We, we've, gone, we've gone long, guys. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, now that you've listened to us, tune in and listen to our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. Going to mix things up here. Ah, yeah. see. So, Check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. They do uh, movie reviews, bingeable TV shows. They got a YouTube show. Give them a listen. You're going to enjoy it. And, uh, you know, check out their YouTube live. Yeah. Listen to them while you're in the car on the way to uh, Big Dog Liquor. Yeah. To pick up uh, something tasty. Like $7 taka. Um, as long as you're getting something else to go along with it, spend the 7 uh, you know, if he has any, <laughs> so 
Uh, but yeah, go to Big Dog Liquor if you're military or former military <coughs> or a senior citizen. Yep. You get discounts. Get discounts. On Wednesdays, Wednesdays you can stack them. Yep. So, yeah. Um, check out our friends and travelers on the Omnibus. You listen to Silence Your Cell Phones on your way to Big Dog. Now that you're heading away, check out our friends over on Travelers on the Omnibus. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture. They got some great episodes out there that you need to go listen to. Yeah, and you can listen to them on the weekend when you're trying to find out where Kyle uh, is doing his barbecue for Mixed Up Kitchen. Yeah, uh, where he's got where he's set up to get a, a fabulous plate of brisket or pulled pork, any of that kind of good stuff. Absolutely. So follow him on Facebook. Find out where he's going to be, and then go tell him that the whiskey and wrestling guy sent you when, yeah. you when you get up there. He won't give you a discount or anything, but it'll be nice to know. Yeah, he'll tell us. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and then uh, check out one of the travelers. Jody has his own podcast, Fearology, where he discusses his relationship with uh, the horror genre and how that has affected his life. So go give that a, a listen. He also has released some some amazing experimental music. So go give it a listen and guarantee you're going to find something that you like. Absolutely. Um, I think that's all our plugs. I don't want to throw one more plug out there. If oh, you check okay. out, uh, check out on Facebook, the bearded chef. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he is uh, an old friend of mine, bearded chef, Jacob. He does a uh, Friday night meal that you can, you can purchase out of, uh, one of the bars in Ocean Springs. I can't think of the the end zone, maybe. Okay. But check it out on Facebook, The Bearded Chef. I'll share his uh, his page on our Facebook page. Uh, check him out. He's got great food, some of the best food you'll ever have. So, so there we go. There we go. Well, look, y'all, we will be back next week, probably. Probably. Uh, I always say that just in case, you know. Um, you never know what's going to happen. Dune is coming into theaters next week. So. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, you know, if we are, there's a good chance we might watch Revolution. I um, mean, we are kind of a, a wrestling podcast. We probably should at least try to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can probably try that. But that said. With all that uh, said. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>